Hello, adventurers. You have found Homebrew Heels, a Nat One Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, hostesses, Amanda. <laughs> My sister Sarah and I will be talking you through some of the Nat Ones we've rolled in the medical health areas of our life. We are not medical professionals by any means, although I personally have watched quite a bit of Grey's Anatomy. We will be sharing our experiences, how we're advocating for our health, what the experience is like in all its details, good and the gross, the cost of the adventure, and most importantly, how we are working to stay happy and motivated through it all. Journey with us and start to find your way through this net one So uh, Sarah and I are here today with Anna uh, Corkery from Corkery Creations, actually. Yay! And uh, <laughs> yes, yay. Um, and we are actually going to be interviewing her. We've partnered with Anna in the past, um, but we're going to be talking about poop. Poop. Yeah. Poop. Tell us about your poop. Uh, do you want to know about my poop this morning or poop last? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you? <laughs> actually, that's a great place to start. When was the last time you pooped? I pooped this morning. Awesome. <laughs> Do you normally? You. Yeah. I pooped this morning too, but it's explosive diarrhea every um, morning. So, geez, you know, no, it's not that bad. I was supposed to poop this morning and I haven't yet. Mm. So we're going to see if this cheese helps me along. Oh, no. Sarah's going to be taking a dump in my bathroom. <laughs> the cheese? That's weird. Because usually it... Does no. it back you up? Yeah. Interesting. No, explosive diarrhea for me. Oh, God. Yeah. Nausea mostly for you, it's right? nausea. It depends on the type of dairy or how much I eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say it's like a dairy lactose thing? Un undiagnosed mm. it's definitely so not an allergy right <laughs> i am not allergic to milk or dairy <laughs> no if i have too much dairy um it comes up in a nauseous way i'll throw up oh, but if i just have some minimal amounts it comes out my butt so it's like a stool softener i can't do the it's so weird because like in our house it's like we cannot handle <clears throat> neither my husband and i can handle like throw up that but like we both don't throw up we don't do it don't talk about it, but poop, poops. Poops, poops. Poop, so poop. poop is open game conversation in your house? Yeah. Okay. As so, I think it should be. Like, it's so funny because I was talking to my, my mom about it, and she's like, oh, we don't talk about poop. And I'm like, you don't talk about poop? Like, do we, you don't have open conversations about poop? And she's like, no, we don't talk about that. And I'm thinking, okay, man, I'm just weird, but... No. So one thing that Sarah and I are really trying to accomplish (laughs) through this podcast is to normalize some of these conversations. Absolutely. And so what do, what does all of mankind have in common? We fucking create waste and we need to expel it in some manner. Yep. Why aren't we talking about poop more, especially because it's so impactful to a lot of our lives, like Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, different aspects of our lives. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm waking up this morning and I have to poop and yeah. I'm going to start my day feeling anxious because my gut isn't feeling well and now I'm not going to eat and it's like spirals out of control. Um, so obviously you're comfortable talking about poop with your spouse, but what made you want to talk about poop with us? Um, it's just like anything else, right? Any Anything that we talk about. And it's like you said, awareness. We need to have awareness of this. This is something that everybody does. This is something that 
we all have in common as human beings and living things. So why aren't we talking about it? Why is there the stigma? There is a stigma that we don't talk about it and it's supposed to be a private thing. Yeah, it's gross, but you know what? We're kind of gross as humans. So why aren't we talking about this? Why isn't there more awareness of this? I think at first, um, my husband and I've always been pretty open, but I think it, you know, at, at first it was kind of like that cliche part, but then just having somebody that you could just talk to it, talk to about it, really just made me feel more comfortable and I think it helps I think it helps relationships I think it helps build those bonds it's something that people like honestly it's something you can bond over like oh you have problems with your poop or your guts or your stomach or anything like that I do too let's talk about it what did you do instead of having it be this like stigma and this like you know thing that whoa we have to be really private about it why why are we being private about it Mm -hmm. I understand it's gross but we're kind of gross right and if we're not talking about it, how are we ever going to get better? Like, if yeah. if I don't express to you, like, I have serious issues with my stomach and we might be in the middle of a conversation and I have to excuse myself mm-hmm. from the bathroom, then it, it becomes almost cloak and dagger. Like, mm-hmm. it's secretive. And then we have this secrecy that builds up and keeping secrets can impact mental health, which we'll talk about later in another yeah. segment. But... Or the bond or the relationship that you have with that person. And even the trust to some degree. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you and I have a, uh, we're supposed to get together and go to lunch or go to coffee or something like that. And you're like, hey, I'm not feeling very good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to worry about you, especially in the pandemic that's going on. And I'm going to jump to the nearest thing. But if you're like, hey, my stomach's acting up or my, you know, I'm pooping a lot this morning. Then it's like, oh. I get you, girl. Relatable. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll get together next time. Right. And it's just that easier relationship or that easier bond. But yeah, it's, I think, awareness. That's why yeah. I'm here. What are your gut issues? How would you define them? Um, I have irritable bowel. Okay. Officially diagnosed. Yeah. I mean, I'm only 29, mm-hmm. not even 30, mm-hmm. and I've had it for about 10 years. And do you know if it's IBSD, like diarrhea, or is it the constipation? Because I know there's a couple letters. I don't know, okay. actually. I can't remember. Honestly, I got diagnosed with it so long ago that I don't remember. Because mm-hmm. I things was, like, changed Yeah. Um, I actually got really sick when I was about seventeen and I had this I forgot what they called it, but basically your intestine spasm. Mm. And it's the same side effects as if you had appendicitis, but you can't have it fixed by having your appendix out. Yeah. They were almost took my appendix out. My doctor had a CT scan scan. And so it's like since then and my mom has it is it diverticulitis? It's, I think it is yeah. actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Yeah. That's what I, I get flare ups of that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Right here, it's yeah. in the same quadrant as your appendix, and that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Is they're like, um, well, it can be because you yeah. can develop diverticulum anywhere in your intestines. Again, we're not doctors, people. No, um, no, no. no. <laughs> but they are pouches. We have disclaimers at the beginning. Don't worry. But yeah. we there are pouches that can develop, and they don't know what calls what causes these pouches in your intestine to develop. But if you think about like a hose, okay, that you water your lawn with, mm-hmm. and you leave it out one summer. And then one winter and then the next summer comes around, you're going to use your hose again. But like the hose line, it still works, but like the outside sheath of it's like bulging in certain areas and you can see like the water is collecting. It's not as smooth of a cylinder. That's a really good analogy. So that's what diverticulum are. So people develop them. Doctors don't know why. You can read a whole bunch of research on this online. 
But then what happens is as you're passing your stool, your food's going through your body, it's processing, food and waste gets stuck because it's not going along the normal path. It's like sli- like an alcove, yeah. right? It's like a little alcove. It's not alcove. that smooth tube. You've got yeah. those bulges. You've got these little bulges and these little ha- uh, little like quick stops, if you will, like little alcoves, and they your shit hangs out in there, and it gets infected. And then that's diverticulitis. And so your diverticulum get infected. Some people don't have diverticulum. You can actually see them if you get um, a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. Some people don't. Some people do, and they never get infected. Some people do, and they get infected frequently. And usually IBS is one of those things that links up with diverticulitis. So I think it was. I honestly, I can't remember because, mm-hmm. um, like I said, it's been about 10 years. They put me on a medication. I was on, like, dicyclamine, mm-hmm. which is pretty common in medication. And I, didn't, I don't like taking, you know, medications. So I... I did some other things which we can go into um, a little bit later on because I know we're going to talk about diets and things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, it it would you know IBS and flare ups and all of that. And then if you eat the wrong thing, it's like oh my god, hang on to the toilet seat because mm-hmm. you'll fly away otherwise. Um, but yeah, no, I was diagnosed with bowel at a pretty young age. Yeah. So, so were you diagnosed because? There wasn't there wasn't a surgery. It was just I had gotten sick, and I forgot what it was. They said it was a particular thing, and then I think it was like its own separate thing. Mm Because my mom has irritable bowel, and we my everybody in my family has problems, and so I think that I don't know if it was a cause or whatever. But I remember it was like within a year I had this you know, spasm of intestines, and I got diagnosed with okay. IBS. So it was all within a year, but I don't think that they were, like, interlinked or sure. this happens or mm-hmm. vice versa. But it was just like, oh, my God, I thought I was done with this gut problem and not being able to eat or being sick or whatever, and then I get diagnosed with irritable bowel. That's pretty hard on a kid that's 19. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and dicyclamine is the one that throw- that slows down your intestinal tract, right? It, right. It, so it, it slows the, the spasming down. Yeah. Okay. Just make it, just make it. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because you talked about like, well, I don't know if they're related. Sarah and I have talked about this. Why don't doctors pro- process or problem solve for a root cause as opposed to saying, well, you have this and you have this. Most likely they're fucking related. How Especially, are they not? How would they not be? Like your irritable bowel is mess, you know, is angry and, you have these issues that are also in your bowel. Like, how could they not be You've got two related. things going on, right? right? I mean, it's like, it's like if you fall and you break your wrist and you break your arm. Like, you didn't break your wrist and your arm and separate things, but they're linked. So, right. how, and they're related. So, it's like, how is how is something like this not related? Mm-hmm. That's what I don't understand, too. And, yeah. And I, I get what you're saying. It's so frustrating because I feel like, I feel like there's even a stigma with doctors talking about your bowels and your guts and your, you know, poops and things like that. I have a really great doctor that's really open about mm-hmm. that stuff, but I know other people that have struggled and, you know, they, it's almost like they avoid the topic to some degree and it's just that stigma again in society. Well, and I think it's a lot about not knowing what normal is right. because yeah. we're not talking about it. And yeah. so then it's like, well, maybe this is normal. Maybe shitting five times a day is totally normal. And then you'll ask somebody finally and they're like, what the fuck? You shitting day? You're right. like, it's not. 
horrible. And then they, and then they question theirs. They're like, yeah. I only shit once a week. Right. That's not exactly. normal. Yeah. You're like, no, that's not normal either. <laughs> yeah. What's that? The episode of How I Met Your Mother with the gra- glasses shattering. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. 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 Um, so you said everybody in your family has issues. Um, um, my mom does. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if my moms do or not. I know my dad's run into a few things, uh, but my mom does. My mom seriously, she's got she's had irritable bowel for for many 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 years. Has anybody been diagnosed with like any autoimmune <laughs> issues, like Crohn's disease or anything like that? That's they, an IBS. They thought that my dad had Crohn's earlier this year. Um, and that wasn't the case. He just got like a, a virus or something. So for for him to be sick with anything that's like gut related or to be going to the bathroom that many times can be detrimental on your health if you have other health issues. So they thought it was Crohn's, but it wasn't. Which that's another thing too is like people don't realize if you're shitting five or six times a day, how hard is that on your other internal organs like your yeah. heart? Yeah. Like your oh heart. My God. I mean, even even. <laughs> your anus, mm-hmm. your yeah. rectum, there are mechanical parts in our bodies that <laughs> kind of like a camera or something like that. They're only good for so many uses. And so if you're like, I, I, the people have had to have surgeries because right. they're like did permanent damage to their rectum. And then like their, it can't actually close all the way. Like mm-hmm. it's supposed to create a seal. Um, and we laugh because it's like, oh, we're talking about buttholes and, you know, stuff. But it really is a very serious issue. Like, can you imagine, like, oh, my God, I've had all these issues. I have an internal hemorrhoid. I'll just share this now. An internal hemorrhoid. So, first of all, I didn't know hemorrhoids could be internal until I had babies. And then they were like, oh, yeah, that shit's just not on the outside. But also, like, can be engorged and inflamed inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I feel, like, an urgency to go to the bathroom. And I go in there. And the hemorrhoids inflamed. So then it blocks my asshole. Yeah. It literally like it's right there, right there. And then it's like <laughs> inflamed. And yeah. so then you have to like force it even more to try to get the poop around to go it. around the oh my God, hemorrhoid. That's terrible. And so what kind of damage are you doing though, to your yeah. point, to your other internal organs, or you're making them decisions to not eat certain things to not eat at all. Mm-hmm. And that's also taking an, that takes a toll on your body as well. That's because hard your, on your stomach. Your body has to, needs fuel to yeah. function. Um, interesting. Or like, you know, there's people that have been constipated, right? Mm-hmm. And they go to the bathroom and they try to force the poop and they have a heart attack and yeah. they die on the toilet. Yeah. Right. Elvis Presley. Like yeah. really that's how he died. And it's like, how many people are, is this happening to? Yeah. You know, like you hear about people dying on the toilet. Ha ha ha. But it's not, it's, it's not funny because no. it happens. And how often is it that they have these internal organs and you're struggling to go to the bathroom or go poop and this happens. Yeah. When our organs like work together so simultaneously to get this process done. Mm-hmm. Or to live. Right. Like just, this is us living. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. And it's just, if, you're having such a toll on one part of your body, that means that it's affecting your other, other, the other parts of the process are mm-hmm. being affected. So there's actually a term for what can happen if you're doing that and you're pushing. And I had to look it up to make sure I remembered it correctly. But it's called vasovagal. 
And basically you have, (laughs) you lose consciousness because there's a neurological drop in your blood pressure from, um, like pushing so hard. And so then you actually like cause yourself to pass out and people have, and I learned about it (laughs) on the show scrubs because, um jd yeah had it happen he's like Ooh, and then he'd like pass out anytime he got really constipated oh my god <laughs> but i laugh but it makes people can get seriously too. hurt right so you're on the toilet you're alone you crack your head on the counter or something and you're bleeding out in your bathroom mm-hmm. and um or you're pushing so hard so hard or something like that so yeah it's it's interesting definitely. it is How and it it's happen. just those things that we don't once again we don't talk about yeah there is no awareness Mm -hmm. right and so yeah so I think with doctors like engaging in that conversation can be hard because we don't know how to even start it because we're not practicing that conversation with our friends and family and people that we're really comfortable with yeah Uh, most people I feel like go into a doctor and while they want help they also want to be perceived in a specific way yes and so then it's like what can I tell you that maybe isn't the whole truth, but it's just enough truth to get the answer to get the answers I need to get mm-hmm. my help, but I not to divulge my whole history because you're a stranger. Yep, and I don't want you to know. There's certain things I don't want you to even know because I'm embarrassed about them. Or sure, whatever. or I don't want you to judge me. Yeah, or like one of the biggest things, and I am hugely an advocate for cannabis, but when I went into my doctor, even though it's legal in my state, answering the question, I was like. I literally looked at her. How honest do you want me to be? That's what I asked her. She's like, I need you to be honest if you want my help. And she's really cool. She fully supports cannabis. She's awesome. I love her. But I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. It makes you nervous. So I told her. I'm like, I use cannabis on a regular basis. It helps me. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, okay, just make sure. (laughs) She's so funny. Make sure you're using strains that don't make you paranoid. Because I have an anxiety issue, which we'll talk about in our next segment. But it was that kind of reluctance to share information, which could be very important, especially she's about to put me on a pharmacy, assuming yeah. something that messes with my body chemistry. And we don't know the maximum effects because it's because right. shitty and won't federally, you know, legalize it. So they won't do any research. Right. And so um, why do you think we're like that? Like, is it just a human nature thing? We don't want to be judged. Well, for me, it was, so because I'm in Idaho and it's, it's that was a serious anxiety moment for me. Yeah. So going in, not only was I fearful of being judged for the issues that were happening, I was anxious that uh, for a lot of different things, like they weren't going to figure it out or it's going to be something super rare that they're not going to know what to do about it mm-hmm. or and then I start, they start asking about, well, your medications, are you on anything? And I'm like, okay. And the, I know that this is a medical facility. They cannot report me to the police because I'm admitting to using. Yeah, right. Marijuana. There's doctor patient confidentiality. They can't say anything. Right. But at the same time, it's like, and I was, and I don't want to say that I was right to be nervous about it because ultimately it is something that 
I know helps me, so I should not feel bad about using marijuana. Mm -hmm. But I told, I wrote it down, and they asked questions about it, like how often. And I had one doctor who was great about it, and she was highly interested from like a scientific standpoint. Like it seemed like she herself wanted to do the research to compare and contrast. That's really cool. She probably uses on a regular basis. Yeah. Right. And that's what I thought. But that's cool though. Right. She's like, I'm high right now, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) But I was all for it. I was like, oh God, I hope you're a doctor who takes off with this or something. And then I had my other, I went into my procedure, my colonoscopy, endoscopy, and I had a nurse who had the opposite reaction. Oh, no. And she she tried to essentially tell me not to use marijuana. Like, it was a bad thing. Like, Just because it had a stigma. Too. Exactly. Because it's not legal. Because Nancy Reagan drugs. said drugs are bad. I think it is now in Idaho. They just changed uh, it. They changed. They passed medical. Just uh, okay. Medical. And Montana, too, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Not mm-hmm. recreational. So. But you could go get a medical card. Well, and that is a potential, but I have to take the correct steps to do that, and I have not as Mm -hmm. of yet. But it sucks, like, to have, like, I am, like, that procedure was hard on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was, like, suffering right there in front of her about to go in for this procedure, and she thinks that this is now the time to tell me that I should not be using marijuana. But like in the back of my mind, first I was like, okay, she's a nurse that is helping me. I'm about to be put under. I do not want to piss off the staff that is about to have full control of my body. And then the second thing. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. And then the second thing is I knew I wasn't going to see her again. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a battle. You have to choose whether you want to fight it or not. Right, and she shouldn't be doing this to her patients. And I feel bad for whoever comes across Mm -hmm. her again. But I just know that... Was her name Karen? Very pleasant. (laughs) It was Chad. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it was a very small window of time. I was just, let it go. What does maintenance look like? What what does your life look like now? Are you in control of your IBS? Are you Uh, on medication? No, I used to be. But I used to be when I was at my previous job, and Mm -hmm. now I'm not. The stress factor is huge, right? I've learned to manage it through the years, first of all. I've learned to manage it through the years. Um, But I know that if I eat certain things, then I need to prepare myself myself. Um, one thing that's actually really helped me is I have in the last especially month or so my family's been under a lot of like we've been under a lot of stress we have a lot of things going on personally with family members um, and you know COVID and co- I mean on top of COVID I mean we year and we'll, we can talk more about that in our next segment with the uh, when we go into a little more mental illness kind of stuff mm-hmm. but it's we've had a lot of stress going on. And so I, it's tough too, because not only do I have to worry about my mental health, but I have to worry about my physical health too with IBS and my gut and poop problems, because if we're under so much stress, they're going to have, going to have flare ups. Um, one thing that's really helped me is to have smoothies with flat, uh, flaxseed. Flaxseed is a great natural thing that I have used when I have flare-ups I like to put it in fruit smoothies with yogurt and and milk because it doesn't 
Like, it's you really chalky. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's been times where I'll have a glass of water and I just take a tablespoon and I just take a scoop out of the bag and drink it down with some water and suck it up. And, I mean, that's been one of the things that I've done to really help me. Also, like, vitamins. Taking vitamins is huge. Um, like, just, like, a regular multivitamin even. I can't take, like, the pill ones, so I have to take the gummy ones mm-hmm. because they're not so hard on my stomach and that's fine. But that's really, like, the biggest thing is to just be aware of the diet. And in the last month, my husband and I have also cut out a lot of um, red meat. Mm-hmm. Um, it just goes with the the stress and everything like that. It's easier for us to just taper our diet, too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on a bunch of pill, pill medication, especially for that. Because here's the thing. I'm going to be taking pills that are going to be going into my gut that have side effects that could be upset stomach, nausea, nausea. <laughs> And so why am I, why do I need to take a medication that has the side effects for the symptoms that I'm like, experiencing? That. Right. Isn't that what it's supposed to get rid of? How is right. it good? Well, it could also just make it twice as bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I've tried things. Dicyclamine actually worked, but, mm-hmm. but it's I actually haven't had bad to go back to it. Yeah. Dicyclamine. Term. That's it why is. I was asking if it was the one that slows things down. Mm-hmm. Because it slows things down, yep. it can lead to constipation. It can lead to um, uh, blockages that you actually have to have surgery for because yeah. it literally makes it so your guts don't move. I haven't, I haven't Whoa. taken it for five years. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, but yeah, long term use of it is not a solution. No, it's not. And I think that the the solution is diet. And mm-hmm. I think that the solution is maybe some of those more natural things, like you know, flaxseed, things like that. That's been, like, my saving grace. And what only... is flaxseed supposed to do? So it helps with your digest- digestive tract. It kind of helps you move things along, too. Almost um, like a, like a... Almost like a probiotic. Like a Metamucil or something? Or kind of, but like it's a like a pro, pro, pro thing, too. Um, it's just very good for your gut health. And the only reason why I started to do it is because my mom had a friend that told her about it mm-hmm. who had similar gut issues. So she started doing it and then I started having your having problems and she's like you should do this and then I didn't do it for a long time and then I just recently I'd say within the last year I was like you know what I'm gonna get back on flaxseed and so I have been able to manage it a lot better you said you've learned to manage it now your Mm -hmm. second interview of the day and this is the second time that we've heard this phrase and so I'm gonna ask what the fuck does that mean? Right. What does learn, learn to manage, to manage it? it? So you wake up. Uh, how do you know you can eat breakfast? Um, like, do you have a sensation? It's like, let me. I don't eat breakfast. Why? Because I'm not hungry in the morning because I have an acid stomach. Okay. So you have your. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Okay. And do you know how I help that? By drinking a whole pot of coffee. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Really oh, doesn't help it. It doesn't pouring help in the it. acid. Uh, exactly. it, no, it doesn't my, help. My but... milk in my coffee totally bounces out, right? Right. Like that totally. Yeah. Like it's a base. It'll slide. I just add that to all the acid. It's creamer in the doesn't sugar matter fine. that that I am lactose intolerant and gonna shit my brains out. I and would I say like half and half. Ninety percent. Ninety percent of the day, I wake up with an acid stomach, and it's not so bad where I'm like, oh my god. There are there are right but I don't it's just one of those things where I don't feel like eating so I don't yeah that's not healthy I know that we know that we all know that right 
Um, we're also trying to do like this intermittent fasting thing where, you know, you only eat between a certain hour or certain hours. And that's, that's, that's helped because then it forces me to actually eat because I was not eating. My stomach would be so acidic. I wouldn't want to eat anything. So yeah. I wouldn't eat anything and then be like two or three o'clock and I'd get lightheaded and it's like, okay, well that's not healthy either. You so, get lightheaded, I get fucking bitchy. Yeah. Oh, that too. I'm just like, Casey's like, like, Paul's like I... you need to eat. He's like throwing cheese at me. Like, yeah. Please eat this. Yeah. Casey's always like, can I make you some hash browns or something? Because potatoes are life. Mm. Um, Potatoes and bread, yeah. Actually, when I have an acid stomach, that's something that helps, is like to eat potatoes or... I mean, they're basic. So I mean, they're so a base, like, so that would make sense. It absorbs it up. I don't know if it actually does. It feels better. But, but potatoes don't have a lot of nutritional value. No. Is the so, problem. yeah, that's the yeah. problem. It's because... like eating a, a rack of saltine crackers. Like, yeah. you're not getting any nutrition out of it. Okay, my stomach's acidic. I don't want to eat, like, mm. a smoothie that's full of fruit, and I don't want to I don't, I don't eat that. And but it's because, hard. So Anna just said she doesn't want to eat a smoothie full of fruit, and I just want to make sure people understand, because a lot of people don't know this. Fruit is very acidic. Yeah, you, it is. People think, think fruit I'm eating. You need to be very, very aware sweet. of the amount of yeah. acid and sugar you're putting into oh, your yeah. body. And sugar, in terms of gut, it stimulates your guts to move like nobody's business. It's bad. It is bad for your for And, um, but people need to know, like, fruit, feels like a healthy treat and it is like mm-hmm. if you're gonna grab a right. piece of fruit versus a snickers bar please grab the fruit but when you're talking about an acidic stomach yeah it doesn't help. adding fruit is not good no adding a banana when my stomach is acidic will make me feel like throwing up even more because bananas yep. are very highly acidic yeah and so that's interesting but they okay. think about it as being like a sweet a thing, healthy treat right. yeah, yeah. It's a so treat. when i do my smoothies it's usually in the afternoon and i've gotten to the point of where i put spinach in them yeah they're yeah. this like they look, you know, the color of them is what's coming out in the end. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, because I do strawberry, banana, yogurt, milk, flaxseed, spinach. And I didn't like the taste at first. That. It tasted like this, you know, kind of earthy, kind of like sure. composty thing. But then it was just like, okay, I'm going to add, you know, five leaves. And I'm going to add ten leaves. And I'm going to add this much. So it's gotten to be better. But at the same time, it's still like... <sighs> When you say, like, you learn to manage it, it's just one of those things where you just deal. You learn to deal. So your mornings, you probably don't eat breakfast regularly. You have your coffee, so you're mm-hmm. adding acid to acid. So that's probably not helping. There's you get some to lunchtime. There's up, though, and I'm and like, you feel good? I'm right. Yeah. Nice. Does a, it, it's, a, it's a Do you notice connections like, from the night before, shit show. though? Yeah. So if you ate something bad the night before, oh, yeah. you wake up Absolutely. like shit. Absolutely. 110%. Spicy so, food, too. Yeah, well, that would make sense because you're adding tomatoes, people, tomatoes, pasta sauce, um, any type of really citric acid, which is in almost everything as a preservative. Um, Chili, any type of vinegar, anything that has any of those delicious delicious. ingredients (laughs) in it is acidic. Yeah. And they've actually done a lot of tests on like bottled water and stuff like that because it's not regulated and I could talk whole podcast about Ooh. that but james and i were just watching a tiktok video on bottled water did, where they were testing yes that's bottles. exactly what i was talking about yeah. except for this was on youtube a while ago because i don't do tiktok but anyway because i'm old i'm ancient um, i don't do tiktok and i'm younger than you so it's okay. <laughs> but they tested them and most bottled water is highly acidic yeah and so and like and actually we're kirkland, drinking bottled water. actually kirkland 
purified water was one of the ones that was very base, if nice. you remember from the test. But anyway, and this was free, so I don't normally buy bottled water. But it's interesting the amount of acid that mm-hmm. we're putting into our body. And then we're like, why do I feel like shit? Right. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fruit. Coffee. Fruit. <laughs> fruit. Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, so you have your smoothie. Yeah. What does rest of your day look like, food-wise? It's just a shit show, depending on how you're feeling. You know, we plan our meals for the week, right? Uh-huh. Um, and cutting out red meats helps a lot. We don't cut it out totally, though. It's because it's I like a goddamn steak every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> if I'm going to eat a steak, I'm going to eat a good steak. steak. The other thing that I've noticed, too, is the quality of food that you put into your body totally affects oh yeah how it is right so like i'm gonna buy um i remember we like i was kind of curious i remember making a mental note casey bought some wagyu steaks yeah right and i'm talking like wagyu gold steaks so Mm -hmm. you know like just ridiculously expensive but oh my god it was like butter Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm gonna have hell to pay tomorrow this is gonna be awful and the next day i remember waking up and being like i feel okay yeah. This is really bizarre. Our diet has changed. I think the way that I shop has changed, too. Okay. Um, based on, like, you know, we want more of those fresh ingredients and things like that. The other struggle, though, you know, we're on a budget. Yeah. Right? We're a one-income household at this point. Because mm-hmm. um, owning your own business, it's absolutely wonderful. But it is not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed a wage by any means. Right. And this is where it gets hard. You go to the grocery store. And you look at, you know, I can buy um, this bunch of green onions that is 65 cents and not organic. I don't know where they're from. I don't know where they, what environment they were grown in, yada, yada, yada. Right. Or I can go over here and buy the $1.50 green onions that are organic, whatever. They look the same. I don't know if they taste the same. And you want to go over and you want to buy these $1.50 green onions over the 65 cent ones because, you know, you want the organic, all these benefits. But when you're on a budget and you have a fixed income and a fixed budget on groceries, you're going to pick the 65 cent ones. Absolutely. Those other ones are 200% more expensive than those. And this is, we're talking green onions. So then, you know, that's one item and it adds up very quickly. And then differences in meat too. So you know, it's hard because you want to eat all this stuff better because it's better for your health. It's better for you. It's better for your guts. But when it's not financially achievable to realistic, what, what are you going to do? I do most of the, the shopping and most of the planning. It, awesome. goes, it goes back to just being able to afford it, though, like we were talking about, where it's like... Well, we we talked about finances. We just did a, an episode on it last yeah, week. Yeah, nice. Previously, and um, I'm, I'm in the same boat. The two questions that I would just want to add to end with. Have your gut issues had any impact on your ability to work and or, like, working in it before you were self-employed and you were working in a corporate environment? Mm-hmm. Were there impacts or implications there? And how has it impacted your mental health? So in a workplace, currently right now, because I work from home and I have my own, my own, nobody uh, judges me or, you know, is yeah. concerned about, oh, I poop five times a day, why are you taking so long in the bathroom? However, when I was in a 
uh, corporate setting, there were, I have had supervisors, obviously not you, but I've had supervisors that have been like, oh, well, you, you go to the bathroom a lot, and mm-hmm. I've noticed that you log out to go to the bathroom a lot, and blah, 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 and it's like, I don't want to tell you that I have irritable bowel and that I'm under a large amount of stress at this place. I don't like it. And um, so I go and I shit my guts out several times a day. I don't yeah. want to share that with you because I don't feel comfortable with you in that well, regard. Well, frankly, it's none of their fucking business. I've dealt with that in corporate environments at a couple, a few different jobs, mm-hmm. right? And um, there was one where I, both places, I just had to tell that person and then they get uncomfortable. And it's like, you wanted to know, you asked, asked, what do you expect me to say? And then they tell you to fix it, right? Yeah. Well, you can't be logged out that much. Well, what what are you doing about this? And I'm just like, this is none of your goddamn business. Corporate sponsored healthcare is too expensive for me to afford. Yep. Yep. What are you doing? So, Shitting five times a day. Yep. Can I just tell you that? That is what's happening. Right. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. Right. And it also, I think that that fucks with your mental health, right? Yeah. That you have to basically, like, share with this person, like, I... That you're not close with, that you don't I know. I don't know you. I don't want to tell you these things. Yeah. Um, so it has impacted. As far as, like, relationships or personal relationships, I don't think it has because the people that I choose to have meaningful and deep relationships with... All right, Anna. Well, thank you so much for um, talking with us about your gut issues. And we will definitely have you on again when we go into more about the food industry as yeah. a whole and how awesome. that's impacting us. And definitely check out Porkery Creations. Um, we Porkery do have Creations. some of her products on our Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. And they are amazing. They are amazing. Thank you, adventurers, for joining us today. We hope this helped you find tips and tricks to loot the booty. Find us on natonelife.com and check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to follow us more on our day-to-day. May your poop be regular and bubbles minimal. Stay Stay sassy sassy and gassy. gassy. Till next next time. time. Nice. Through the